Hello, and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. It's good to have all of our listeners with us. We are on the eve of Thanksgiving, and this past week, Jason took us to Psalms 138. The week before, I was in Psalms 139. (laughs) I guess we could keep working backwards. Yes, there we uh, go. You're up with 137. (laughs) Uh, That's not going to happen this time, but that's okay. But it it was a good lesson to kind of lead us into Thanksgiving. And it was a good lesson to talk about uh, God in our life. Uh, the, the chapter begins, I will give you thanks with all my heart. And that that is just a, a, a similar thought to what Jesus said in, in the New Testament about the greatest commandment, to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul. And so that, that was just a good lesson. It's on our website. We encourage all of our listeners to grab it. And uh, Jason, let's just walk through it real quickly. Yeah. I, like you, I know I, I just kind of keep a, a folder of ideas and I have a separate folder that is always tied to our yearly theme. The problem is we are running out of Sundays in 2023, right? Our theme for the year has been finish what was started and early this past or early this year, I had jotted down Psalm 138 verse 8 as something maybe to think about before the year was done. David says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. That sounds a lot like something getting finished that was started, right? And so as we run out of Sundays before we pivot to another theme, I had been scanning that and and just happened to notice what you said at the very beginning of the psalm draws out the idea of giving thanks, and it shows up again in the middle. And so I thought, well, this Sunday before Thanksgiving, this this will be a nice little piece to plug in. We just kind of walked through how, okay, phrase by phrase, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. That reinforces for us that we have a creator, and he is a being of Purpose. In fact, David makes it very personal. The Lord has a purpose for me. And that gives us the idea that, okay, there are expectations, there is accountability, but we don't always respect that purpose, right? And so is this a psalm of doom and coming judgment, or is there any good news here? despite the fact that sometimes we don't respect his purpose. And of course, there is. We hear in verse 8, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. We hear in verse 6, though he is high, he regards the lowly. So we talked a little bit about humbling ourselves beneath his great purpose. And what's that going to look like, practically speaking? Well, we just drew out different bullet points from the psalm. I've got to listen I need to pray. I I need to be very deliberate in giving thanks with my whole heart. Uh, there is a call there in the psalm to sing, to recognize that he is exalted above all things, his name and his word. I, I need to recognize that and submit myself to his word. And as a result, if I do that, Psalm 138, verse 3, I, I am strengthened. We rounded the sermon off by noticing, okay, 
some are going to reject the purpose of God for themselves. We, we read about very real examples of that all over the Bible. Some will choose not to honor him as God or, or give thanks to him, but that does not change his purpose. Better to respect that, to learn it and build my life on it now than to run head up against it at judgment and suffer the consequences of not honoring him as God. The New American Standard, which I use, says in verse 8, the Lord will accomplish what concerns me. And when we think about accomplishing something, we, we kind of get the idea that there's, there's a plan or there's a goal. You know, a person will start college and they'll sit down with their counselor and they'll map out, you know, all these semesters. I've got to take this. I've got to take that. And I take that. And they stay with it and they stay with it. And by that senior last semester, they have accomplished their goal and they will get their degree. Well, in, in this way, it's talking about the Lord. The Lord will accomplish or fulfill uh, his plans or or his purpose, as you have said. And so, so we, we begin by understanding that God has a plan. God has a purpose. Sometimes we might use the expression, the Lord. The Lord has a will, and that will will be done because he is the Lord. So He we, we begin with this understanding that God will accomplish whatever he has planned. Uh, on the cross in John 19, one of the final things Jesus said is, it is finished. He he completed or accomplished what the Lord wanted him to do. And that, 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 that is important for us to see that. And so we begin, first of all, by understanding that nothing just happens. Right. Um, you know, God, you know, God's not like us going to the grocery store and there, there's at the checkout line, here's all these little, little candies and little things. And it wasn't on our list, but we look at that and think, well, I'll just buy this right now. You know, (laughs) you know, we're, we're spontaneous sometimes. And the idea of spontaneous is you haven't thought it out. You haven't planned it. Uh, that may work at the grocery store, but sometimes that can get you in deep trouble because it gets you off your path and gets you off your plan. So, so God has a purpose. And, and that leads us to a question. Then uh, we want to kind of do this as we kind of stretch things here a little bit. Uh, is everything in my life planned and purposed by God? Yeah. Of course, we are probing the very edges of our understanding as human beings and leaning simply on what God has delivered and revealed to us, there is a very real sense that there are secret things that belong only to him. And so anytime we're treading on this territory, I think we need to step carefully and reverently and and humbly. But I do believe there are some pillars that we can lean on and build our understanding on. We know that God had a purpose from all eternity, right? Ephesians chapter 1 is a, a master class in that. It uses the word purpose and plan and will over and over and over again and attaches them to eternity. Even before God said, let there be light, he had a clearly defined purpose. And according to Ephesians 1, he had a plan that would be accomplished through Jesus Christ 
for the good of, of all humanity, right? And so we need to understand, all right, what God creates, there is a purpose for. Maybe Isaiah 43 verse 7 is a great passage to, to add to this whole discussion. God created human beings for his glory. Isaiah 43 verse 7 emphasizes for us. Now, we understand not all human beings, in fact, all of us sin and fall short of the glory for which we were created, right? Romans chapter 3 emphasizes that for us. Somewhere in the middle of this big mix of things is God has a purpose, God has a plan, he has a will, but we also have the freedom to choose. You drew out the the idea of Jesus and the very end of his life, right? I believe we can clearly say from Ephesians 1, it was predestined that Jesus, the Son of God, would die on the cross. Ephesians 1 clearly paints for us the idea that God was working something according to the counsel of his will that revolved around Jesus and his sacrifice for our sins. The fascinating thing is Jesus still had a choice in that matter, right? You hear him in the Garden of Gethsemane praying, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But what made that special was the choice to say, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Now, to get to your question, I've kind of laid all of that foundationally. I don't believe every single thing that happens to us has already been predetermined. There, There's a sense, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 draws out that time and chance happens to all of us. Just as I have choices that I make, there are billions of human beings that also make choices. And perhaps I suffer consequences as a result of either my own choices or the choices of someone else. What makes this tricky, I think, is God is outside of the scope of time. And so I believe he is able to have a purpose and have us make choices within the realm of his purpose, but his purposes never be frustrated, and he is able to weave both good and bad, wise and foolish choices all together to accomplish his ultimate purpose. Yeah, and, and, and that's a great way of saying that and showing it to us because there are so many people who just think everything that happens was well, just God's will. No. And yeah. and and when we when we go down that road, pretty soon it relieves us of any responsibility. I couldn't help it because it's just God's will. I I really shouldn't have smacked you by smacked you because <laughs> that's just God's will. Uh, it was God's will. I ate a donut today. Well, be careful about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are some certain things that are determined. Uh, Hebrews nine verse twenty seven says it's appointed a man wants to die. I believe God has that appointment with us. Uh, we don't know when that is, but, but it's in his prerogative when that's going to be. But, but to think that every single thing that happens, uh, is determined by God really doesn't, doesn't 
fit with the scriptures. Now, when we think about God's will, we think about God's purpose, we, we take that 32,000-foot view of the Bible, what we see is it, it deals with spirituality. It deals with salvation. Right. Um, you know, do I buy the red car or the blue car? Uh, I, I don't think that's predetermined. I don't think God has a purpose on that, okay? But but what we see with that is is now is buying this car going to put me in massive debt and I and I can't give to the kingdom? Is it going to you know bankrupt me? You know the, you know there are maybe some issues like that. But God wants us to make choices that's going to lead us to Him and lead us to heaven. That is His plan and that is His purpose. And a lot of these other little things along the way are our choices, and they can enhance us or they can hurt us. But we see that major path, if we stay on this path, that will lead us where God wants us to be. Yeah, there there are are different dimensions of this that I, I think, like you said, we need to be careful. Um, we need to be careful to maintain personal accountability. We need to be careful to uh, ascribe too much to what has already been predetermined. You know, I'm here I am, I'm trying to find a parking spot, and suddenly, at just the right moment, someone backs out, and I get to park right there up front. Well, God must be blessing me with that parking spot. I, I, I think we need to be careful with that sort of thing, but also, we need to be careful from a religious point of view that we do not buy in into what is commonly referred to as predestination, uh, a major tenet of the uh, uh, Calvinism theory. I, I, I don't subscribe to that, Roger. I know that you don't either. Ephesians 1, Romans 8 uses the word predestined, but we need to take that in account the rest of the Bible, right? I believe, yes, God is able to predestine salvation, predestine a way for human beings to be saved, and yet each human being have the ability to choose whether or not they will submit to him. God is able to predestine that his son will die on the cross for human sins, but he also is able to maintain freedom of choice for those created in his image. And so, yes, those words are in the Bible. We just need to make sure that we give the Bible a full and fair hearing on those key ideas. I, I, I like how one person described it. You know, at the beginning of the school year, a teacher may say, if any of you get 90% in your grades this whole year, you'll make the honor roll. Okay. That's predetermined. Yes. Now, what's not predetermined is Tom was going to make it and Bill's going to make it. No, <laughs> that's not predetermined. Right. Uh, each person has to do the work and get there, and if they do, they will be. So God has predetermined that his children, those who walk with Jesus, will go to heaven. Well, does that mean I, I I'm already got my ticket stamped? No. I have to walk with Jesus. There, there are choices I personally make along that line to yeah. do that. And so uh, when we think about the purpose of God, it's, it's very essential that we see that he has a divine purpose. And that purpose does not uh, leave out my free will or the choices I make every day with that. Now, would you say, Jason, that, that there is a purpose God has for this country? I, I think it would be very similar to what we read or referenced there from Isaiah 43. Human beings individually as 
families, as clans, as tribes, as communities, as nations. We are all created to glorify God. The tricky thing about countries is they are made up of people, right? And Jesus told us in the Sermon on the Mount, the vast majority are going to go downhill through the wide gate, ignoring God, which leads me to believe, okay, I've got to search the scriptures. Is there anything that says, all right, the United States of America as its founding or in the 21st century is an indispensable part of the, the purposes of God? Of course, I, I can't find that in the Bible. What I do find are these timeless truths that nations rise, nations fall. God is able to use righteous and unrighteous people to accomplish his purposes. He's able to use the most wicked dictators and emperors. But there has only been one nation that he made specific promises to. We've been talking a lot of uh, in uh, recent Sunday evenings about the nation of Israel. Those promises have been fulfilled. Now all Jew, Gentile, we are all under the scope of the gospel, and we must all personally make that choice. I can't make that choice for a spouse or an entire family or a community or an entire nation. We are all individually accountable to God. So if somebody was to come up to you and say, just what is it God wants me to do, and how would I find that? Yeah, well, several different key passages. We briefly referenced Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 in the sermon. It's a great summary. The end of the matter when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because God is going to hold us accountable. Every single thing we've done, every secret thing, whether good or evil, we are going to be accountable to him for. And so it starts with, I need to listen to who he is. How has he revealed himself? I need to listen to what he is telling me. What has he communicated about his purpose? Then to our point earlier, I need to make the choice to submit to those purposes and spend the rest of my life searching the scriptures, walking with Jesus, building my life on the rock that he has revealed. So what do you say when somebody says, uh, maybe a college student, and they're just kind of struggling, and they come up to you and say, Jason, I think God wants me to quit school and just be a mechanic. Yeah. Well, the first question I would be is, why do you think that? <laughs> why do you think God wants you to do that? And let's get some dialogue going as to how you have reached that conclusion, but Come back to the scriptures and reinforce, okay, is, is this a matter of you've been praying about this and, and you really feel convicted that this is, is the, the wisest path for you? I think we all need to grow to discern between this is what I would like or this is what I wish. This is what I'm passionate about. And this is what God is pushing me to do. Sometimes it's really easy for us as human beings 
to rationalize, well, this is what I want, therefore it must be right or the only door that I should walk through. And and when we put, you know, I think God really wants me to do this, that, that all of a sudden makes that divine. And so, you know, it, it, it takes the responsibility off me. You know, why did you quit school? Well, I really feel like God wanted me to quit school. Well, who's mm. going to go against God, yeah. you know? <laughs> and if that's what God thinks, you know, and, and again, we need to get back to how God speaks to us today. He speaks to us, Hebrews 1, verse 1, through Jesus. And and, and we need to remind ourselves that, uh, you know, God's not going to be whispering things in our ears, and some of our feelings can be very misleading, and we've got to be careful about some of those things. Yeah. But but uh, to understand that there is a purpose, and God has made us, I think Acts 17 teaches us, he put us in each generation where we're supposed to be, at each time where we're supposed to be, and God has a plan and a purpose for that. And the main function is for us to serve him, follow him, and get to heaven is what God wants us to do. Yeah, I love the summary in the book of Acts where it is preached by New Testament apostles, men like Abraham or men like David fulfilled the purpose of God for themselves in their own generation, and then they fell asleep. Well, how did they know what to do? They had to listen to him. They had to make the choice to submit to him. And by faith, they could live with that confidence. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. All right. So this is Wednesday evening, and uh, we're going to have a special song service and prayer service tonight. This is kind of right, we do this right before Thanksgiving, and we have a lot of folks traveling, and we have a lot of folks who are visiting with us this evening, and so we're going to dedicate uh, this service to Psalms 100. We're going to walk through that passage, and then we're going to sing through that passage, and we really welcome all of our listeners to come and be with us. It kind of sets the stage for us to, to be thankful, as we should always be, but to set that mind before we think about the Thanksgiving Day and being with our families and all those things together with that. Yeah, I love how Psalm 100 tells us, know this and give thanks. It's not just a matter of knowing certain things. We've got to give thanks based upon what we know. It's not just a matter of generally being thankful. I need to know the one to whom I owe everything, right? Two powerful phrases that fly in tandem together. It should be a really encouraging evening. Roger, you've got the opportunity this Sunday morning to preach at 9.30 a.m. Yeah, we're going to take some thoughts out of Acts chapter 8 and the Ethiopian eunuch, and we're going to talk about what happens next. You know, Thanksgiving is over. Did we just put it in a box and forget about till next year? And looking at some steps through that Ethiopian, we're going to talk about some things that ought to be of importance to us with that. We are wrapping up, Lord willing, this Sunday evening, a four-part chair series where, Roger, you and I have looked at several different aspects of the past, present, and future of Israel. This has been the most um, widely received feedback chair series that I've ever been a part of. It has just really been encouraging to hear the thoughts of so many. All of those are available so far, the first three, at charlestownroad.org. We've talked about Israel in the Old Testament, Israel in the New Testament. This past Sunday evening, we took a deep dive into Israel and God's kingdom. Tonight, we're really going to wrap up by talking about the future. What, what should we be doing in tumultuous 
tumultuous times as kingdom citizens? How should we pray? What should we think about current conflicts like this? Ultimately, what can we do to continue advancing the kingdom of God in our own generation? We would love to see you at 5 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much to all of you for listening to This Week at Charlestown Road. We are truly thankful for each one of you and the encouragement that you continue to be to us. It would be great to see you tonight at 7 o'clock p.m. as we give thanks to our Father in heaven. We're already looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week. We would love to have you come and grow with us.